Since the market crash of 2008, Seattle has rebounded in a major way. Rental rates and home values have rocketed to all-time highs, and those who want to live in the city of Seattle are definitely feeling the pressure. Finding affordable housing in the city is a big challenge, and we are seeing a trend of people moving outside of the city in search of it. One popular destination is Tacoma, Washington, and that's where our guest today steps in. A lifelong resident of Pierce County, real estate agent Marguerite Jaguer moved to downtown Tacoma in 2006, and she hasn't looked back. As a realtor, Marguerite works exclusively with buyers, and many of her clients are former Seattle residents in search of more affordable housing. Because of this, she created the website movetodacoma.com and hosts the Move to Tacoma podcast. We have Marguerite on the show to discuss if people really are opting out of Seattle and moving to Tacoma. Welcome to Rise Seattle Podcast, a podcast about Seattle, the people, their stories, and Seattle's future. Here's your hosts, Phil Greeley and Tyler Davis-Jones. Well, Marguerite Jaguer is our guest on the podcast today. Uh, Marguerite, you are a real estate agent. You are the founder, creator of MoveToTacoma.com, the host of Move to Tacoma podcast, and you're clearly invested in people moving to Tacoma. So thanks for joining us, first of all. And are people really moving from Seattle to Tacoma? Is that a real trend that you're seeing? Uh Yes. Yes, they are, Phil. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> that, that is correct. But Seattle's so cool, and Tacoma yes, is Seattle is so becoming cool. cool. What's the deal? Well, I mean, those of us in Tacoma that have grown up in Tacoma would say it's always been cool, people. You just didn't know it was cool okay. until, you know, your neighborhood turned into a mall and you couldn't afford it anymore. Oh, no, that was a little, oh. that was a little snippy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Tacoma is cool, and it's always been cool, and I think Tacoma is misunderstood. How so? I think, um, you know, like... I grew up in the county, in Pierce County, and I wasn't allowed to go to Tacoma. So Tacoma went through that dark period. I don't know. A lot of cities did in the 70s where, 60s and 70s, where like the malls opened up and the storefronts emptied out. Like you drive through a lot of cities. I recently went through like Amarillo and like there's still no street level (laughs) retail. And like a lot, most cities did not recover from that. And Tacoma, Tacoma fought really hard to change. And they started with institutions. You know, they put a university in the center of town in the early 90s and, you know, didn't tear down the awesome historic, like, train station. Mm. Um, You know, they renovated it into a federal courthouse. And that was just, like, sort of, like, the beginnings. And by the time I graduated high school in the late 90s, like, Tacoma was, like, a cool, hip place. Mm. Like, it was a place you could go down. It was still, like, very gritty was a word we used back then that we try to avoid now. But, you know, like, it it was a place that... That was really that was really happening, and like it was a place for artists, for musicians. Like it's you know it was affordable, and then in the the housing boom, I feel like I'm doing this this really fast history of like it's Tacoma. Good. In the housing boom, it was like you know what happened up here happened down there. As far mm-hmm. as like oh let's throw some condos in here, let's try to get you know big people to come in and invest, and all this stuff happened. And that's when I moved downtown. So I had lived downtown once before, but I'd moved back to the suburbs, and I moved downtown at the end of 2006. And that at that time, like realtors were everywhere, like packaging the city. There were all these like 
brochures with like silver-haired couples like laughing with champagne while someone played the saxophone. Like, <laughs> spoiler alert, there is not a lot of that going on in downtown Tacoma. But that's what that's what they were trying to say. Like, this is an urban, you know, downsize, you know, sell your six thousand square foot house or your four thousand square foot house and get, you know, one of these big condos with underground parking and like that was the thing. And some people really bought into that and some people didn't. And right about the time those were like really on the market is when the market crashed. Mm. And I know you guys experienced the crash. Mm-hmm. We experienced it like real bad. So condos were kind of my specialty when this happened. And across the board, we probably lost 50% of value. Wow. Which is just stunning to it's think crazy. of now. Yeah, yeah. that is crazy. Yeah. So as we talk about Seattle on this podcast, and we understand, we explore this idea that in the last five years, Seattle's boomed and mm-hmm. even become maybe more unaffordable in yeah. a lot of in a lot of aspects. So, as a real estate agent, is there a percentage or a way you can quantify of the number of clients that you have? How many are literally opting out of Seattle for your neighbor, your town? Right. And people kind of go in stages. So there's this initial stage of like inquiry, like I want to do this, and so I have like a bunch of like videos and like podcasts and blog posts that I share with them to kind of give them an idea of what to do and where to go and to investigate because it's not for everybody. Um, But I'd say like people who've actually like moved from Seattle and closed this year with me or someone I referred them to, I mean, at least 30 people. Wow. And, you know, I'm like a normal, I'm like a normal agent and like I don't have a big team or anything. So to Mm. me, that seems very significant. You know, to be honest, when I first launched the the website and like Cairo came and we're like, is this a thing? I was like, yeah, it's totally a thing. (laughs) And they were like, well, it might just be you. I was like, definitely not just me. It's a thing. But inside I was like, maybe it's just me. I'm not sure. (laughs) I now know for a fact. It's a trend. It's an actual thing. Yeah. I mean, every realtor in our city knows it's true because everything has changed. You know, in Tacoma, we were the land of like VA loans Mm -hmm. and FHA loans where people were going zero down or three and a half percent down. And that's how our locals go. You know, I mean, not that nobody in Tacoma can go conventional and put 20% down, but- for the most part, it's like a working class city. Our median income is like $58,000 a year. So most people aren't paying cash for houses. Well, now what I have is like a guy that called me from LA and was like, yep, we just uh, got an offer. We're selling our house for $1.7 million, and we want to buy something for six and then buy three investment properties in Tacoma and retire. Like people cashing out of California and moving to Tacoma. Now, when they cash out of California and move to Seattle, they're like getting more square footage. Mm. In Tacoma, like you're just done working, right? Right. (laughs) And so like – and it was really interesting to go out to lunch with him and his wife a few months later and say like, how's it going? Like do you like it here? And that's always – And do they? Yeah, they did. Thank the gods, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they right. really liked it. That's good. But, but I think that's the other thing is like, I think there's a temptation as a realtor to like really wrap your city in a bow and just tell the nice things about it. Mm-hmm. And I think if you really, if you're going to move cities, you have to be, really take responsibility for finding out what it's really all about. Mm. You know, I, I was having a conversation with a woman who bought a house who actually she's, I'm not going to say her name. Oh, I can't say her name because she came on my podcast. Carrie Aukery from Goodness and Hammerbox, one of your awesome Seattle grunge singer talents. She moved to Tacoma. And at first she was like, I don't know. Like, why aren't people doing this? And why aren't people doing that? And I'm like, girl, this city is not done. It is be, mm. it's becoming something. And now she really, you know, a year later, she really embraces that. Like, she's a part of what it's becoming. Developing it. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that's the personality trait. Like, if you're moving to Tacoma, you know, you move to, there are certain communities in Seattle, I think, even, where you move there and you're like, I mean, I'm going to just call it out, right? Do it. Bellevue's a mall. Bellevue is a mall. Like, it's a big, beautiful, very tall shopping mall. And you move to Bellevue because you want a polished, 
experience. It's like sort of the suburbs. It's sort of a city. You have the amenities. Like it's it's not like you move there because you want to live like in a real place where like real people are getting by and making something of themselves. Like everybody in Bellevue is done. And I think that if you're attracted to Bellevue and you can't afford Bellevue, do not move to Tacoma. Mm. You know, I think if you're attracted to Georgetown or if you're attracted to Capitol Hill or if you used to live on the hill, I get a lot of people from the hill, mm. you know, that you're like, wow, this is kind of like. Kind of like the hill a little bit. Yeah, maybe like in the 20 early years days. ago. Yeah, in yeah. the early days. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, so let's say some of our listeners are actually contemplating moving to Tacoma. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give them and maybe give like three things that they should do to kind of start the process? Well, obviously I would strongly encourage them to visit movetotacoma.com and explore the blog posts and the podcasts and the videos that we have there because that's been the whole idea. Like there's no real estate content. There's no houses on the site. It's just basically community information and we try to keep it as impartial as possible. Um, and so just start exploring. Like does this seem like the kind of place you might dig? Uh, we have a clickable neighborhood map. The neighborhoods in Tacoma are all really different, and they have different eras of housing. And so you can kind of figure out, like, if you're into Brady Bunch houses, you know, you might want to live on in the West Slope. Mm. If you really like a good historical craftsman, uh, you know, with, like, really nice views, you might want to move to Old Town. You know, like, there's there's a lot of different stuff. Or you might want a house under $200,000, that can, you know, be financed with a VA loan and zero down. Yeah. We've got that. We've got that on the That's east cool. side. We've got that on the south end. So, I mean, it, it just kind of depends on what you're looking for. The next thing I would say is come down and, like, come down and have brunch on a Sunday morning. You know, like, come out and, like, hit the bars on a Saturday night. Like, yeah. if you're... If you've got kids, if that's your thing, that's not my thing. But, like, <laughs> let's say you have wee ones. Like, go to the park. Go to Point Defiance. Take a walk on Ruston. Go to the Children's Museum. Like, figure out, like, who are these other parents? Who are these other kids? Do mm. I like these people? Like, that's how you figure it out is, like, come and taste there's, it. There's a good brunch in Old Town. I've had brunch in Old Town. Were you at Montmara by I chance? I was, oh, God, yeah. That's, so you, you found the best brunch. I did, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Yelp. Yeah, appreciate that. So digging a little deeper, why there are a lot of affordable cities between Seattle and Tacoma. Mm. Why is Tacoma the the option for Seattleites? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, and I, I think that, you know, I've, I have friends that have opted to go with Burien or Auburn or Kent. And I think, like, those are those are perfectly good choices. Like, I, I mean, I, I can make a joke about, fine move, to, you know, fine, move to federal way if you can't heck it. You know, I can make these <laughs> jokes. But really, truly, like, those communities have something to offer. I think what Tacoma has to offer is... Uh, in spite of what you gentlemen might feel being Seattleites, we're not a suburb, right? Like it's a new city, mm-hmm. and it's a city in its own right. Um, and you're 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 engaged. You're you're entering into life in an urban area. And you know, a lot of people come and they they compare it to other places. So people say, oh, this is like Portland in the late '90s, or this is like this and this other time. And you know, I think as a city, we're really trying to find an identity that's really our own. It's, Tacoma really has an identity of its own. And I, I think if you're if you're wanting to be a part of that vibe and it's 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 really its own thing. I think I have a lot of clients who, especially the ones that, you know, have a bit more money, they tend to be people who are like high-powered couples who move to Tacoma and they both have good jobs up in Seattle and they commute. And that is pretty much the hardest path. Mm-hmm. Like that should be like a temporary thing. Like if you can't, I, I, I mean, until ST3, hopefully this is going to air long after the vote. Mm-hmm. But like hopefully we get some transportation in this region and making that daily commute from to Tacoma to Seattle will get easier. But I think it is possible. I have a whole thing on commuting. I have lots of clients that commute. But ideally, you know, you're going to be in a profession where you're able to either commute a few days a week only mm-hmm. or you're going to be actually transferring down there. And I, I think... 
and, and making that your city. Mm-hmm. And that's a big that's a big shift for people. Yeah. So jumping actually uh, to ST3, uh, we can kind of chat about that real quick. Um, I'm all over the board. I feel like we're, this, this. we're way off script here. That, that's fine. Script, that this podcast is airing in the future. Like, it imagine is. when this podcast airs, we're either going to have transportation or we're not. That's <laughs> yes, unbelievable. That is crazy. <laughs> so we we we're we're kind of tra- time traveling right now. Yeah, we if are. You really think about that. Um, Hi, me. <laughs> why don't you ask her about ST3? We'll cut all this garbage out. <laughs> so. Sounds great. All right. So ST3 is. First of all, you have had on your move to Tacoma podcast yes. a couple episodes on ST3. Is that correct? Yes, I'm very much in favor of it. I think connecting Tacoma in Seattle, I think, is going to help relieve the burden. You know, if it, it, even though we're all evil realtors that profit off of the gentrification of our cities and whatever, <laughs> um, I, I think that you know we 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 live here, we love it here. We don't. We don't want it to be hard for people to live here. And tra- good transportation is important. A million people are projected to come to Seattle, Tacoma, Puget Sound region over the next 25 years. Mm-hmm. A million is, that's so many. And that's just, a, I mean, you know, I like, I, I kind of get a little pessimistic on these things. That's assuming we don't have like this massive wave of climate refugees like Cliff Masson, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like when there's no water left in California, they're all going to want to live here. We're all, we have all this water and mountains and awesomeness, right? It's true. So yeah, bye now, kids. but yeah we need transportation because we have to connect the region you know our our land use policy in the in in the olden days was all about like you know everybody being really spread out and depending on their cars so right now if someone lives in tacoma has a job downtown seattle how do they get there how long does it take it currently that's pretty much the ideal scenario if you live in downtown tacoma or near downtown tacoma and you commute to downtown seattle that's a piece of cake. You yeah. can get on the Sounder train. We have buses that run every 10 minutes during the week, uh, the 594 and the 590, I think. Um, and those are those are really straightforward. And um, I have a couple of different episodes of the podcast. The very first episode, Commute Hacks with Justin Camerata, and um, the more recent podcast uh, with um, the guy from uh, Chris Barnes from T- Tacoma Transit. He talks about kind of how to get around Tacoma by bus and by train. Obviously, we all love the train. Right now, they're looking at adding, um, going up to 10 cars on the Sounder, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like, those route, those those routes are so packed. Ridership has been up every single year for right. like the last four years. Like, yeah. people people want to use the light rail. I think we're, we're all kind of wary about getting on a bus and getting stuck in the same traffic that we could be stuck in right. in our cars. Yeah, I think last year I read it was 17% increase, yeah. and I'm sure that's gone up since then. So. so people love it. Like, they're demanding it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that it's just a matter of, you know, transit is so complicated and we have all these different, you know, bus systems working together. You know, we have Sound Transit, but then we have like Puget, you know, or Pierce Transit. And then there's like the Seattle one and then Everett has two. I don't know why. Like there's like a Snohomish one and an Everett one. And like they're all trying to work together to make something happen. And so what happens is every time we get something on the ballot, everybody's like, well, this isn't great or that isn't great. And it's like, you know what? Like everybody's not going to be happy. Like everybody's little fiefdom is not going to get the perfect package. But like we need to be able to move people around the region. That's good for business. Right. And that's good for like – Housing and it's right. Well, we think about affordable housing, and the the idea often comes up of like, well, let's build affordable housing. But the reality is, it exists in places like Tacoma and Everett, and so someone should be able to access that housing and their job in Seattle. Seattle. Absolutely, Um, yeah, makes sense. So 
Yeah. Okay, so jumping back, um, you're originally from Puyallup, is that right? Yeah, I mean, I kind of got around. Technically, I'm from, like, Lewis County. Lewis County, okay. I don't really County. talk about okay. it, but, like, okay. I did do my first five years in Lewis County. <laughs> All right. But Sounds I started good. school in Puyallup. Okay, started yeah. school in Puyallup, moved to Tacoma in 2006. Yes. Okay. Um, so how did you end up in Tacoma? What brought you there? Well, I mean, uh, to be fully honest, like, I uh, married my skydiving instructor, oh. which was not a smart move. And uh, anyway, we, we we retreated to the suburbs, as married people do, and then we got divorced. <laughs> Who saw that coming? And so in that process of, like, getting divorced and, like, wanting to start over, I was like, I'm going to leave the suburbs and move to downtown Tacoma. And basically, like, got divorced, moved to downtown Tacoma, and the entire housing market crashed. Fun. Yeah, which was horrible at the time, but in retrospect, like, it was such a gift because I got to be a part of, like, real Tacoma, which is, like, not, like, laughing uh, silver-haired people, you know, listening to jazz music. You know, like, there is an entire, like, village of people who've lived there for a really long time. You know, like, Tacoma is a really diverse place, and there's a, there's a lot more to the city than kind of what realtors tend to put on brochures and, and mail out. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and then real estate, what got you into real estate? I actually bought a couple houses and um, with my high school friend, Craig, who's not in real estate anymore. Um, but he was like, you should get your real estate license. And I was like, no, 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 you're the realtor. I'll just keep hanging sheetrock, which is what I was doing at the time, which I don't even know how that happened. And uh, he was like, no, no, I'm going to lose half my clients. Like, you should get your real estate license. And I was like, okay. Which I still like to this day. I like owe him everything. Wow! Yeah. He really, he really did kind of push my life in a very different direction. Yeah, from sheetrock to <laughs> selling houses. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had like when I, my friend Ann Jones and I, when we talk, like she thought I was a pathological liar when we first met because I had like had so many jobs before real estate. She's yeah. like, oh yeah, was that the time you hung sheetrock, or the time you worked at Southwest, or the time you worked selling hundred dollar car wax? Or and I'm like, you know what, girl? Like some of us get around <laughs> professionally. <laughs> But 12 years in real estate, like, that's, that's I, I'm legit solid. doing this yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You've made your mark. I, I'm trying. Okay, so we've, we're, we're advocating, you're advocating that some people consider Tacoma as a place to live. What if someone just wants to visit it? What, oh, yeah. What, what can you do down there? We love visitors, Phil. What a great question. <laughs> so it depends. Like, right now, it's winter, and it's kind of gross. You know, it's raining, like... Um, you're, you're probably not going to be spending a ton of time in like parks or on our gorgeous 45 miles of unspoiled waterfront. But we have like, if you got the kids, you know, you could come down and go to the children's museum, which is awesome. And it's right downtown. Um, we have, um, I, I, I tend to look at these things from like a single lady perspective. So I would say come down and get like an awesome dinner at Pacific Grill and then maybe go to a concert. Like our friend Nicole Mangina, like she messaged me recently and was like, hey, I'm going to Def Leppard at the Dome. Like we want to make a night of it. Like what should we do? And I was like, hit up Indochine and then catch the light rail to the Dome. And you know, like I think like Tacoma is a great place for like a staycation. You know, come stay at the Hotel Murano, which is this awesome hotel and they have like glass art everywhere. And then, you know, go to the museums and then go out to eat and then hit some bars like it's a great you can walk everywhere it's a really accessible downtown and it's 
you know, we have, I think the the mayor was telling me in our podcast interview that we have the second most museums per capita after Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. We have so many freaking museums. We have the LeMay America's Car Museum. So if you're a car person, go check out the cars. I admit, I, I That's really, the one that's right off I-5. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's like, it's like kind of like a yeah. weird sort of like, I guess it's sort of a car-ish looking shape. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have the Glass Museum where you can go watch glass artists like actually make glass. Chihuly's from Tacoma. A lot of people think he's from Seattle, but he's from Tacoma. And then, you know, we have the Art Museum right now. They're having this 30 Faces exhibit, which is really amazing. I mean, we've we've had some really great we've had some really great artistic opportunities and I'm really realizing now that I, I don't sound very smart about museums, but uh, I mostly go out to happy hour and dinner. The local nice. brewery scene is booming down what there. What an excellent point. If you like beer, you're going to love Tacoma. Okay. I most strongly recommend uh, Tacoma, Tacoma Brewing Company, which is very small, but my best friend, Robin, who's a giant beer snob, says it's our best beer and I believe her. Um, Seven Seas Brewery from Gig Harbor just opened a big family-friendly oh, brewery nice. um, right downtown near the UWT and they, um, actually, you can bring your kids in there. They have like awesome food. I got like this giant plate of oysters and beer the other day, which was probably a really bad decision, but it was amazing. It's <laughs> yeah, no. good. So we asked you this before we started recording and you verbally slapped us around a bit. Oh. But for those of us who are a little bit naive still on Tacoma, aroma of Tacoma, is that still a thing? That's oh a God. phrase that we talk about up here, but Guys, is that real? That's not that's not a thing. That's no? So it's like the most impolite thing you can say. I'm okay. just gonna get, send out a pro tip to my Seattle friends here. Do not talk to Tacoma people about the aroma of Tacoma. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is Tacoma, even if it's had a humble past, uh, a past with an aroma, it's totally <laughs> changed, right? It's it's a city on the rise. It has its own um vibe and culture and there are things that are extremely attractive about it. That's what I'm hearing from you. Absolutely. And I mean, and I think it's okay to say like Tacoma is not for everybody. Like everybody mm. is not going to be happy here. But here's what I've experienced as a real estate agent, watching people move here and find varying degrees of happiness and success. Like if you are a creative, if you are a freelancer, if you are mm. self-employed, if you are launching a little company, if you are launching a restaurant or a shop, if you're a musician, if you are retiring, like if you want to come down here and like make something and be a part of something, something, we need you. And it's a good place for that. You know, we have a lot of affordable housing and commercial space. Um, I think the caution I would give people on that is really like showing up and listening to where people are and like becoming a part of it. I think the the tendency, and I, I certainly have this trait myself when I show up in new environments, just to be like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like you people are doing everything wrong. And I would, the, the one thing I would say, especially for the creative community is like, come down, listen and, and become a part of it. Like, in Tacoma, like, I often say, like, you can kind of be whatever you want. If you show up and say, like, I'm a freaking rock star, mm-hmm. a la Daniel Blue from Moto Pony, everybody will be like, oh, okay, awesome. You go, boy. Like, go make your dreams happen. Like, that's kind of how Tacoma is. We need people to be on boards. We need people to run for office. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing to me, like, people move to Tacoma, and then 10 years later, they're city councilmen. Because they recognize, like, you can actually influence. You're, you don't have to have a name or a corporate affiliation, or, you know, we're not that big. You can still affect change. Um, my friend Eric says, oh, I'm going to mess up this quote, but he said it's like Tacoma is um, small enough to make a difference and big enough to matter. Mm. And I think that's just that's, yeah, that's like a perfect summation. If that appeals to you, Tacoma's probably a good fit. Cool. So can you tell us a time when Tacoma faced a roadblock? And one of the specific ones that I'm thinking around is the uh, – the soil contamination, right, um, right. So the smelter plume, right. that whole deal. Uh, I know there was like iron and 
uh, arsenic and yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of other pretty crazy uh, well, things in the soil. I, it's, it's funny because as you were asking that question, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like which time? Like Tacoma, yeah. <laughs> I just did, I, I, I asked this historian to come on the podcast and I was like, can we just do like a one hour, like complete idiot's guide to the history of Tacoma? And we'd been going like an hour and 10 minutes and we were on like 1900. Like this guy was going Whoa. deep. Yeah. So, so far we're up to 1940. Um, and so hopefully we'll get into more of the impact. I think of the, I've listened point. to one of those. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, it, it's it's so interesting. So I, I think we're going to end up doing like a five-part series from beginning to end. Cool. Uh, but I think with Asarco, the thing is, is like, you know, Tacoma was a company town. Like the 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 Rustin um, smelter, Mr. Rust. We still have the Rust Mansion on North I Street, mm. which you should totally drive by. It's crazy. Um, but, I, you know, like that's really something that affects North Tacoma. The health department has been involved in the cleanup. Um, Point Rustin is now being built, which is this giant development with like dozens of restaurants and hundreds of condos and apartments. And, you know, it's it's being built in, over one of the largest Superfund cleanup sites in the United States. I mean, that's the place where you can go. If you, if you really want something fancy, you can buy like a $1.3 million three-bedroom condo with 180-degree views of the Puget Sound. You know, that's what... With new dirt? Uh, no, no. They no. just cover it up. They have oh. some fancy process. And that's okay. the thing. So, like, I had some clients that were coming from Seattle, and they were, like, super into gardening. And I was like, you should probably check out, you know, like... We, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot more information about this, especially for the real estate community, because I feel like when I first came to Tacoma, I was really ignorant about it. I, I grew up in the county, so I hadn't really heard about this. But in the north end, um, towards Reston, you have that soil contamination. And if you Google Tacoma Pierce County Health Department and, like, soil, you'll they have a whole page. You can call and find out if the – because what they do do with the, with the residential properties is they will take, like, the top few feet of soil and, like, dig it out, dump it, and give you new soil. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think there are – cities all over the country that are, and probably even parts of Seattle, that are experiencing like the remnants of our industrialized past, right? And that's our Tacoma story. Yeah. You know, I think the, you know, the biggest, the biggest roadblock we faced in the olden days was we were supposed to be the terminus of the North American like railroad system, you know? Ah. And then y'all in Seattle had your fire or whatever, and then they moved it up here <laughs> and like stuff changed, you know? But like, I, I think that was like the biggest turning point is like we became the second city instead of the primary city, which was initially gotcha. Tacoma. Okay, cool. And to give listeners uh, kind of construct around what we're talking about, there was a copper smelter um, on. Oh, right. on Puget Sound area, there was a thousand mile radius around uh, this where they were polluting into the air, which ultimately contaminated the soil. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can actually go to seattle.gov, well, it would be Puget, PugetSound.gov, I'm not exactly sure. You can Google it. Yeah, they, um, they have all they kinds have a of map maps that, that shows show it, yeah. Yeah, where specifically the contamination was, which yeah. ultimately it sounds like most of that cleanup has happened, but there's still evidence of oh, yeah. and contamination I mean, in you, it's, it's not like you can wash that out in a few right. decades, right? Yeah. Like, I think it's like a thousand years That is something that we live something. with. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, okay, cool. So beyond your real estate career and your passion for Tacoma, you're also outspoken on a few social issues. We're connected online, so mm. I see you mixing it up all the time on Topics like gender inequality and racial inequality. What, whether it's those or something else, what has you kind of fired up right now? And um, 
Well, and What's you know, on your mind? That's, it's an interesting co- question in the context of Move to Tacoma because I feel like I found out about, I'm such a white lady. Like, I kind of found out about this stuff because of Move to Tacoma. Mm-hmm. So I came out of this website and I was like, isn't this great? Like, I'm going to get people to move here from Seattle and from outside the area and it's going to be so good. And people from Tacoma were like, screw you. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm sure you can empathize as Seattleites right now with all the people coming from California, with all the people relocating here with the big tech co- companies. It's, it's causing displacement here. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about people being displaced in Seattle and moving to Tacoma, right, for affordability. So there are people in Tacoma that, especially communities of color, that would be displaced by a massive, like, Seattle diaspora, like, moving to Tacoma, right? Like, so that wasn't something that I understood before. And that kind of put me on a path of, like, learning more about gentrification and, you know, the social indicators of health. Like, there's a neighborhood in Tacoma where you are going to live 20 years longer than another neighborhood in Mm. Tacoma, and they're a mile apart. You know, what, what, what causes those disparities, you know, like learning about, learning about these kinds of things. And I think that the, as realtors, like, I think it's a super uncomfortable conversation that we kind of shy away from. We're used to being blamed for ruining our, our, our communities. And I think that that, that's always kind of, I think like the first 10 years of my career, I was like, well, that's not what's happening (laughs) and never mind. And now it's like, yeah, okay, this is happening. And like, what can we do about it? it. Yeah. Yeah, Let's talk about it. Like if, what does a socially conscious realtor look like? Mm. And I, I, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm trying. I have, um, you know, I did a podcast interview with Nate Bowling, who was the Washington State Teacher of the Year. Great episode. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's my favorite, I think, so far. And he has a couple of viral blog posts that he is, he's written about, you know, segregation and education and kind of the current state of things. And I think, you know, in real estate, we're so accustomed to clients saying to us things like, well, I, I just want my, cli- my, my, my kids to live in a good school. You know, it's like, I want, I want my kids to grow up in a diverse neighborhood, but it just also has to happen to have, like, perfect school scores. Mm-hmm. And, like, basically what's happened is, you know, our schools, especially in Seattle, I think you, you have an even greater system because of your private system. But, like, I think, you know, that, that equates to segregation. Like, in mm-hmm. the end, people, our clients are segregating themselves. Well, and there's research now when you actually, uh, that shows when you actually integrate uh Ultimately, that's beneficial for both parties, um, and test scores go up. Test scores typically do not go down, yeah. um, and they're seeing that trend. And uh, there's actually there's a really great Freakonomics uh, podcast that talks specifically about this. It accidentally happened in Missouri, um, and ultimately all test scores went up, but because the community did not want these people coming into, quote-unquote, their school, they segregated again um and ultimately test scores went back down and so like yeah you're absolutely right like yeah i think the challenge is and i mean this is not a real estate problem but realtors are on the front lines Mm -hmm. so i think we need to start making it our business but like in our country we don't fund education equally like you can go one mile from one school to the other and this school will have like awesome computers all over the place and that school won't because of it's all from like local tax funding and it's just it's not equal and I think if that would I mean schools are what create high value neighborhoods and I mean I think we can agree on that right like it's the main driver really for sure it it maybe a transportation somewhere behind that right like people people want to live in in places they they think that's what's going to make their property values go up and historically that's been true so I think, like, you know, it's it's really comes down to, like, how do we fund education and how do we make sure that everyone in all of our communities has, you know, the same opportunities. You do that and suddenly, like, pretty much every neighborhood starts looking like a good prospect for everybody. 
I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm still learning about this. It, so when you you mentioned your launch of move to Tacoma.com, you received backlash yeah. because you, in effect, were the symbol of gentrification for that city. Is yeah, that oops. fair to say? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and 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 I think in in some ways I still am, but I mean I think real estate agents kind of are a symbol right. mm-hmm. of gentrification. Yeah. So I don't think it was personal, and that's the thing. Like at first it felt super personal. I'm like oh, I'm a nice person, mm-hmm. but you know like what I was doing was literally trying to gentrify the city, and so I've. I've shifted a lot of the content on the site since that initial launch. You know, somebody commented on one of the videos um, and was just like, where are the people of color? Like, Mm -hmm. Tacoma is a really diverse city, and you have almost all white people in this video. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't even – I'm a white lady. I did not notice that. I'm an idiot. And so the biggest thing I'm doing right now is just trying to learn more and and also just to speak the truth as I see it, which is things are not okay. Well, and I think one of the keys is being able to recognize, hey, you're right. Let's fix that. Right? Well, and, and you're um, right. And how do we fix that? Yeah. Because if I think if there was an easy solution to yeah. segregation, like we would have fixed it. Right. So it's like, and this is, I think, the reason people lose heart is because it's like, oh, well, there's a lot of factors here. Now mm-hmm. you're talking about education. Now you're talking about socioeconomic things. Oh my God! Now we're talking about the prison industrial complex. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. I thought we were talking about house prices. Like it's all linked together. Mm-hmm. And I think that people just need to dig in. Yeah. It's good. You you so you, to dig into this a little bit more. <laughs> you're you're talking about ch- you changed some content on your website. Yeah. Practically, when you work with clients, is the conversation different, or are you doing something like different? Yeah, and you know, I, I to the credit of the people, I think the content affects the. Con- I, I don't know if you agree with this. I I my experience with content when you're a realtor is the content you create attracts your clients. Mm-hmm. So as I've created content that is more like. I think socially conscious is not the right word. I think it's like exploring these kinds of topics. It's not shying away from these kinds of topics. Like those people that people that understand that these issues or are like attracted to these conversations right. are more likely to reach out and want to be clients. It's so, your tribe. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. So like I don't get a lot of people saying, excuse me, like uh, where do the white people in Tacoma live? Like that doesn't happen. Uh, I'm not saying that's never happened because that has certainly happened, yeah. but it hasn't happened lately. And I think, you know, our, our, our duty as realtors, I think we've always said, well, like what we should do is, you know, I think in real estate training, they tell us like you say, well, here's some resources. Like you figure out where you want to live based on the readily available racial demographic, mm-hmm. you know, socioeconomic data that's available to you. Then basically you segregate yourself and then get back to me. I can't do it for you. That's what, that's what we're instructed to do. Mm. And I think, you know, that's not enough. Like, we have to start having some some tough conversations. Mm. The other the other thing, like one example of like a common challenge is like I'll get Seattle clients that come down and they'll be like, my uncle told me to live like anywhere but Hilltop. Like he said I'll get murdered if I move to Hilltop. And I'm like, look, your budget is 225. You cannot afford to live on Hilltop. Like there was a time 25 years ago when Hilltop was like a really rough place and Hilltop is undergoing a change. That change means, you know, like that was historically a place where, you know, like people of color were sort of put like when the old red line red was Sixth Ave, yeah. right? So North Tacoma and South Tacoma, and you know Hilltop is right on the other side of Sixth Avenue. So I, I think, you know, we have like these. I'm not. I feel like I'm not being very articulate about this. There's like so much to say, but like you have these communities that have been there forever that are now like basically getting priced out, and on top of that, you have people coming down and being like, well. <laughs> You know, like you have these hipsters moving into Tacoma and like sort of making it, I'm making air quotes right now, like making it cool and Mm -hmm. having, you know, 
putting really awesome breweries and bars in there, which they are doing. And now we're going to have a light rail line going through Tacoma. And I think, like, communities of color that have been there for decades are kind of like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, you know, we never got this stuff. And then, like, it's, like, almost like insult to injury. Like, when somebody from outside who doesn't know the dynamics, who has old information, says, well, obviously I couldn't. I couldn't ever live there. And it's like, no, no. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, yeah. I, I, it's so complicated. I feel like I'm just blab, blabbering because it's, it's no. really hard to be, like, to. Well, at least you're, at least we're discussing it, right? Ultimately, that's the key, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if, if there are, if there are people that work in social justice that are listening, you know, there is a huge opportunity within the real estate community to do education work. Yeah. And to to speak at our events and to do trainings because I think we're, we're I think they're not everybody's hungry for knowledge like the three of us know that like not everybody is hungry for knowledge but I think especially like millennial realtors really care about it I'm a little bit too old to be a millennial realtor but like I think the the younger realtors like they are tend to be a more like diverse and socially conscious group and they want to know like we we all want to do better than here's the demographic segregate yourself mm-hmm. yeah like we don't we don't want to be doing that yeah makes sense so. At, at the end of each episode, uh, we like to ask all of our guests, um, typically, what's your biggest hope? What's your biggest fear mm. for Seattle? You're from Tacoma. <laughs> no, I have hopes um, and fears for Seattle too. Right? Okay. Well, I we do. We can maybe we can we can address those first okay. and then move to the Puget Sound region. So, mm. what's what's your biggest hope for Seattle? Uh, what's your biggest fear for Seattle? I think my biggest hope for Seattle is like you know the that. Seattle becomes like an awesome player on the world stage as far as like technology and innovation. And, you know, like we have some awesome companies that were founded here and like more like you concentrate all these amazing people that are doing all this amazing work and they're going to keep having awesome, innovative ideas. And, you know, I, I just hope that this just becomes a breeding ground for like great innovation. Like that would be my dream and that the whole world kind of looks to us as this like awesome natural wonder and awesome like incubator of genius. Mm hmm. That's great. Okay, what about fears? Fears is that I it know just, traffic was a little tough for you getting here. It was so, a little tough. Yeah. I, you know, I, I guess, I mean, transportation. Obviously, it's always been a struggle for our region. But I think beyond that would just be like that. This doesn't. Be, I look at San Francisco as a cautionary tale, and you know, Tacoma kind of looks at Seattle as a cautionary tale, mm. right? Like, but there's is there still a chance for things to change? Like, will this just become like a really wealthy place? You know, like where only certain kinds of people can afford to live, like really wealthy people. And I mean, you know, economic inequality is like one of the hugest issues of our time. And, you know, if I have a fear for Seattle, it's a fear I have for everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that some people really benefit and a lot of people are left behind. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's talk Tacoma. So what are some of your biggest hopes for Tacoma? Oh, Do you I see think- it being just awesome in yeah. the next five years like what's what's your thought you know honestly like Tacoma seems to we're, we're a little more vulnerable than Seattle to like the 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 slings and arrows of economic fortune <laughs> I don't know if that was a good analogy but like um you know like if we have a recession and I I think you know inevitably at some point like we've been going strong as a national economy for a while like if we have a recession like Tacoma will experience that mm-hmm. um you know we will probably have our prices flatten out a little bit like you know we'll have job loss you guys might not have that so much because of tech, assuming there's no tech crash or whatever, you guys are going to probably go pretty strong through whatever happens in the national economy. I think we're a little more vulnerable to that. Um, so I think like my, my hope would be that bar, aside from that economic cycle, that we continue to just grow in a really like thoughtful, um, sustainable way. You know, like people in, in Tacoma just don't like, 
people don't feel helpless in general. I think people are really engaged and we're shaping the what the city is becoming. And my hope would be that that continues to happen. No matter who moves to Tacoma, that people are really actively shaping it. And it's not just corporate interests or government interests that are deciding who we become. Well, Marguerite, we have loved our time with you. Thank you so much for joining us. In a lot of ways, you are the inspiration for our podcast. Yes. Your, your move to true. Tacoma podcast about the Tacoma community inspired us to do something similar uh, for Seattle. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, guys. And for people who want to know more about you and what you're doing, where can they follow you online? Um, You can come to the move to Tacoma.com blog, listen to the podcast. I'm on the Twitters at Marguerite with no E. Um, but God only knows what you're going to see if you follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Definitely, you should probably just find the Move to Tacoma Twitter. I don't know. It's, it's a fun ride. <laughs> I follow you on Twitter. Maybe, maybe start with at Move to Tacoma and yeah. then graduate to at Marguerite if you're feeling it. <laughs> Perfect. Anything else, Tyler? No, thank you so much. Thank it's you always guys. a pleasure hanging with you. Uh, I say let's go get some lunch and uh, yes. talk more about Seattle and Tacoma. Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks, Marguerite. Rise Seattle was produced and recorded by the very talented Brett Baird. A special thanks to Bravery Music for our intro and outro music. You can contact us and find all of the show notes and episodes on our website, Rise Seattle Podcast. You can also connect with us on social, Instagram and Twitter, at TheRiseSeattle, and use hashtag RiseSeattle to be a part of the conversation. Please subscribe to our podcast and write us a very nice five-star review on iTunes. We would be grateful. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks for our next episode.